I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. tell myself to be honest even when you're scared and to not care what people think and to not waste time. What's up y'all? Welcome to the Gym Owners Growth Zone podcast. My name's Andres Escobar and I'm so ready to share our next episode where I had a conversation with Liz Suarez. Liz is a multi-degree leader and mentor specializing in mental health and culture change. She comes here with two F45 training gyms. As you're about to hear, Liz excels in strategy development and decision-making to help clients reach their potential. So if this is your first time listening to our podcast and you like what you're hearing, go ahead and follow us on your favorite platform. We appreciate your support and are truly thankful for it. Also, when you're listening to the show and you think of a friend, do them a favor, share it with them. Because sharing is caring, as we all know, and it's just a nice thing to do. My last ask is simple. Since we are new, we need ratings and reviews. We would greatly appreciate it if you gave us a review. It would help us reach a wider audience and help us improve the show by leaving your feedback. By the way, if you have any other comments or any more feedback, feel free to connect directly with me on Instagram at meetesco. And I'd love to hear any suggestions or feedback you want to share with me. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Andres Escobar One. Now, as we dive into Liz's episode, I really want to get your opinion and thoughts about what she's about to share with us So let's just go ahead and jump in and listen to our conversation. Everyone, it's Andres Escobar, and I'm here with Liz. I'd like to welcome her to our podcast and thank her for coming. Thank you so much, Liz, for just taking the time out of your day to share with us your story and some strategies and some ideas for the audience to take away and be able to apply and grow their gym business. So Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, we were just talking and, and jamming and and she's like so genuine. She's like, I just want to share my story. I just want to be able to connect and be able to impact, right? And when I listen to and read about you, Liz, I see somebody that wants to impact and you're doing so many things to leave a mark on this earth. And so I love for you to kind of share the the story, the origin story, you know, that you're a superhero in my eyes, honestly. Gym owners, to me, you guys are you guys are doing so much. You're juggling so many things. You're helping people make a difference in their lives. So if you could share with us the start of how everything began for you. How everything began <laughs> when it comes to gym ownership? Yeah. Like how do you got into this track of of gym ownership? Like what led you into this in this world? Sure. So I would say 
going way back, you know, I was interested in fitness and training myself on a personal level. I used to be into bodybuilding. I did competitive bodybuilding for about four years. And then I was actually training at that time to become a firefighter paramedic. And while I was in school, obviously I needed to work. So I was finding jobs within the fitness industry. One thing led to another. I landed myself a job with a publicly traded fitness company called Town Sports International, at which point I really got introduced to the corporate side of fitness rather than it just being on a personal level. So I was able to travel the world, meet a lot of people in the industry. And then that's how I, in turn, met the CEOs. There were two at the time for F45 training. So my role at Town Sports was head of acquisitions and business development. So at that time, F45 training, they are originated in Australia. And so they were looking to infiltrate the U.S. market. Initially, they were looking to do a master franchise to all of North America to somebody at that time. So they were looking at Town Sports International being that master franchisee. So I was the person who went to that meeting and spoke with the CEOs of F45 on behalf of Town Sports to potentially do a deal for that master franchise deal. So you were like one of the originators, sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. So cool. So um, at that time, you know, F45 training, Town Sports, we were trying to work out a deal. Town Sports decided to pass on that deal, which I still think was probably a mistake to this day. But they decided to pass on that deal and... I still kept in touch with both CEOs from F45 Corporate, and they were basically headhunting me to come work for them for almost two years, probably until finally I said, okay, you know what? I'll say yes. I made the transition. And then I started working for F45 Corporate at that time as one of their first US employees. Wow. So you came in not through gym ownership, but you came in as corporate helping the franchise establish themselves in the US market. Yes. Yeah. And and I know this about you. And if you could share, like, I know you're, you're a firefighter. Yes. Yeah. So were you a firefighter during this time or did yes. this happen? Okay. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is amazing. So you're a firefighter and you're looking and they found you and, and you're, you just, like, you kind of like stumbled upon it, but you were looking for it though, right? Yeah. I mean, so I was looking for the job with town sports because When I first started working for Town Sports, I wasn't hired as a firefighter yet. I was still finishing up my certifications and still trying to get hired. There was a hiring freeze at that time for firefighters. So I knew that I needed to figure out a career one way or another while I waited. So when I first worked for Town Sports, I wasn't a firefighter. I did get hired, though, as a firefighter right before I made the transition from Town Sports to F45 Corporate. So I was able to pursue both at the same time, which was really cool. And with F45 Corporate, because they were so dedicated to chasing me and, and having me come on board, you know, I really felt that I was in such a good position to where I could really write my own script. You know, I could say, hey, I'm not leaving Florida. I know you're based in LA now, but I leaving Florida isn't an option. So if you want me, I work remotely. Or, you know, in that case, they were trying to offer me a signing bonus. And I said, I don't want any cash. I want equity. So then that's how I ended up with gym ownership was because I took the equity instead of the signing bonus. So little things like that, I was able to really leverage and utilize to write my own narrative. So do you still work for corporate while having some gym ownerships? 
No. So I worked, I worked for corporate for several years. And then once my firefighting career really started to take off and some other things that I was pursuing started to take off, I decided to separate from F45 corporate. Although at that time, when I did separate, I still had my equity. So I still had the rights to two territories to build out, which I then focused that extra time I then had on opening those studios. So although I did separate from F45 corporate, I didn't really separate from F45 in general. So Smart move. Smart move. That's good. Yeah. Well, we're going to understand a little more how you masterminded this whole gym ownership because I think that's just like a new way to actually get that done. That's really amazing how, how you were able to to get that equity. And that's super important because it's not just one way to, to get something done. You figured out another way. So I love that determination. So thank you for that. That's that's so cool. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about Jordan Star? I, I don't I just I'm so inquisitive about your your story and how you you came to where you are. So I mean I would say that I think that, you know, I, I think I'm very fortunate that I was in a position to where I could say no to a signing bonus, right? I could say, you know what, I don't want your fifty thousand. I would rather have the long the long game because I did have the fire department. I had other things going to where I was able to take that risk or, you know, turn down a signing bonus, which most people wouldn't, right? right. So I think the bigger, you know, message in that story is that you don't always go for, you know, the immediate golden egg, right? Like turn down the 50 grand and just take the equity and, and know that it's a longer play, but it works out better in the end. I love the long play. And I think as business owner, gym owner, you know, we all think about the long play and, you know, sometimes it's tempting, right? The temptation's there to go short. If we stay strong and we can definitely see a lot more returns, you know, yeah. I think that goes for fitness, that goes for business, that goes for a lot of things, right? Relationships. I mean, I, the list goes on. So I love that. Smart. So smart. So cool. Thanks again, Liz. And so with this journey that you've you've been on, you know, I really want to unpack like the the way that you actually were able to get to where you're at right now. Like life's a roller coaster. We all know that. And business is no different. And so we'd love to to share with us the the tracks that you use because you go up and down, left and right. It's you can get out of your seat if you don't have the right harness, the the right track, the right plan. You know, we could say that as a plan. What was the 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 track for you? What was the the guardrails that you used to stay on focused? To stay focused? I don't know if I had any guardrails to stay focused other than just deadlines that I would set myself. But regarding the track, I mean, so when I first got the equity to those gyms, each territory grab or land grab, so to say, is typically about anywhere from thirty-five dollars to $50,000 based on the location. So that was the land grab that I now didn't have to come out of pocket for. But I knew that anything in addition to that, meaning build out, operating expenses, payroll, all of that stuff, right, that comes with making these gyms actually open the door, that wasn't included, you know, in the equity deal, right? So, you know, the equipment, franchising fees, all that stuff was still going to be knocking at my doorstep when I took that step. So I spent the next several years after obtaining that equity, coming up with a plan on how to make these things actually come alive. Now that I own the land area of it, now how do I actually make it 
come to fruition, which is a whole nother project. So anything from looking into SBAs to lines of credit to leveraging assets to whatever the case may be. And I don't need to say it, you know, because most people know this already, but when you're opening your first business, it's next to nearly impossible because you don't have, you know, business credit and you don't have other things to leverage yet, you know, especially when you're first starting out. So it was a challenge for sure. I was lucky enough that I am a planner by nature. So I had a life insurance, a whole life life insurance plan that I was able to leverage. I also have, I come from a great family. My father was able to co-sign and help me with things like that. So I did have help. I can't claim 100% of you know my achievements by myself, but it was definitely a project in itself, figuring out the right path to take to make these things come alive. Liz, I think that's amazing because a lot of people think, oh, I got to do this on my own, right? And the theme a lot in our shows are, we can't do this alone. You know, ownership, you know, it's an idea. It's, it starts off in our head, but it doesn't, it can't stay there. And others need to attain that vision and be able to, to run with you. Having your dad co-sign, I think that's super smart, right? If you, it doesn't have to be a dad. It can be a friend. It could be somebody out there to help you that believes in you and your vision to, that you will do great things. And so, and obviously that has come, right? That has come to fruition and, and it's coming true every day, every day. And so I, I love to, to hear that. It's, we're not John Wayne's, we're not Superman or woman, you know, we can't do this alone. Even Superman has a super team, right? Yeah, <laughs> all, yeah. all the superheroes have, have a super team and they're able to do a lot more with a team. And by the way, you have a great staff. I've been, uh, I've gone to, to her gym and, and we were talking about the staff, the team that we were able to empower to run the, the show, right? Because I really, because you're still a firefighter right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in the studio day to day. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, guys, listen to what Liz has to say about, about this, because we're going to unpack that even further. And so I want to touch on the obstacles that the challenges that you've had in opening your gym. Obviously, you just shared a little bit in, in the beginning opening, but anything that you like to share with us on what you overcame and how you overcame it? Sure. So I opened in a very interesting year being COVID year. <laughs> so there were quite a few hurdles regarding COVID-19, as I'm sure you well know. I will say that construction definitely tested my patience, to say the least. Construction was definitely one of the hardest, the hardest parts in the beginning. You know, timelines weren't met, materials costed more, you know, all of these unknowns that just get thrown at you left and right. But keeping the same end goal in mind is really what helps to keep you on track. And, you know, just taking it as it comes day to day is what really helped me. I was very fortunate. Again, my father is a retired architectural engineer. So I I would take the plans to him and be like, does this look right? Does this not? Can you come and look at the construction? You know, because I just didn't know, especially commercial build outs are totally different than residential. So all of that stuff, dealing with the city. So it was really just kind of staying on top of it. I will say that the second build out was easier than the first because I already had materials sure. chosen. I had a lot of things that are just more of a rinse and repeat. So it does get easier. It just was a lot and overwhelming at the beginning to deal with because there were just so many questions to answer, so many things to check on every single day. And that's not a time for owners to be absent. 
You know, I mean, that's really the time for you to be there every single day. Now, I don't think you should be there every single day for operations. And that's a different story, which I'm sure we can get into. But construction is not one of those times. Right. No, for sure. Yeah, because this is like the building of your vision, right? How does anybody know what it looks like? Unless you're there. <laughs> yeah. And there's certain, you know, timeframes in construction that if you don't stop something before it already happens, then you're going to paying more in the end to go back. So it's really about catching things and interjecting when you need to and being on top of it so that you don't get too far into something, then have to go back and change it. And then that adds a month to your construction or whatever the case may be. So it's really important to be present during the construction phase. I think that's such a great topic because... There's gym owners that are starting and there's also gym owners that are growing and they're remodeling. They're changing the way it looks. They're right. expanding. They're they're doing things. And so, you know, hey, just because you did it once doesn't mean the next time it's going to be exactly the same. They're, they're not, you still have to be there present to make sure it gets done like the first time. Right. 100%. Like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So that's what I'm taking away that, hey, be present at certain areas, certain times where the vision is is not clear to everybody. If it's not clear to everybody, you got to be present so you're able to cast and steer the ship where it needs to go. Because right, if you go forward, oh my gosh, we passed that, that we can't, to turn around, it's going to turn, going to take a lot more than if I would have been just present. Yeah. And, and I mean, it might be more time investment on the front end for you to do that, mm-hmm. but it will save you time and money on the back end to just do it up front. And, you know, like you said, if you can't be, if your vision can't be clear, which in my opinion, blueprints can only be so clear, you know? So, and that's what those architects and contractors and stuff are going by our blueprints. And they, they may come up with, okay, we're running these electrical lines in this area, but we have to go around this piping and they go the wrong way. But if you're there in person and they can ask you, then that's something that you can, you know, negate there then and there rather than having to open up the walls later and redo it, you know, or whatever the case is. So it's just little examples like that, that happen 10 times a day minimum that you can just, if you're present, like make your office, the construction lobby or whatever it is, right. you know, just be there. It will save you so much time. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Actually, it's a good insight. I know somebody that's opening up a, a boxing gym and they're, they're in Miami and, and it's in West Palm Beach. It's like, you know, it's like, He's never there, but you know, I'm never, oh, I'm not always there. So I don't know, but I, I got to give him that insight. Like this is so, yeah. such good. It's such worth good. being there. You know, it's worth it being is. there than, than the after fact headaches that you might have when you, okay, we're all done. We're going to get our CO. And then you go there and you're like, well, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. And now you have to fix it or you settle for what you really didn't want. So, you know, I'd rather just be there and deal with it as it comes. is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to ReviewBiz.com. 
Io forward slash try to get started. You talk about blueprints, and it's so important to have blueprints and a plan. And you know, in the fitness industry, there's so many different plans. You know, so many different strategies, so many different ways to do things. What would you say is in the fitness industry something that needs to change like right now? Because if we don't change it, it's just going to get worse, right? Is there anything that that stands out to you that you can think of that can that we need to address? Like if if everybody listens, right? Let's change this together. What would it be? That's a really good question. I would say that you know overall fitness industry. I mean, when you hear fitness industry, what do you initially go to? Your thoughts, right? You go to at least me. I go to workouts. I go to gym membership. I go to personal fitness. I go. I, I think about the exercise portion of it, and not so much the overall lifestyle portion of it. And I think that if, which I think the fitness society and in general is moving towards this direction, but I think if we could integrate nutrition and overall health and wellness when we talk about the fitness industry all being part of the same, that would be, you know, crucial. Yeah. And it reminds me like nutrition being food, but also like sleep, right? Overall health and wellness. Overall health and wellness. Yeah. Sometimes we under underestimate the sleep portion Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Recovery, right? All that stuff plays a huge role and, you know, stretching or lab work, you know, figuring out if your hormones are imbalanced or if you have high cortisol stress hormone or whatever it is, right? All of this plays a role into your fitness goals and your lifestyle. And I think that historically, we've always focused on fitness industry, writing workouts, getting a sweat on all that stuff. But all that doesn't matter if your insides aren't good too, or if you're not putting in good things, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not recovering properly, all of that stuff doesn't doesn't matter. You can work out as hard as you want, go to whatever gym you want, pay as much money to a personal trainer as you want. And it won't matter if you don't do all the other stuff. Yeah. And thinking you're, you're speaking to the gym owner, right? It's like, Hey, take care of yourself, right? You're the vehicle. You're, you're the, the main source. If you're not taking care of yourself, how are you going to be able to connect with your team members, your, your actual members and, and just, Fill your cup first, right? Right. That's what what I'm kind of hearing, yeah. 100%. I mean, obviously, you got to take care of your your mask first before others, right? You got to take care of yourself first, 100%, especially as an owner, not just for yourself, but so that you can also take those life lessons and those things and then pass them on to your clientele, to your membership database, things like that. You You know, something I'm really focused on right now with F45 is, yes, we offer a great workout, but... Nutrition, we don't offer food in our gyms and that's going to change starting January 1st. So taking these things like stretching, right? There's not really much stretching. Well, now we offer stretching after every single class. So oh, I really- love it. You're right. It's before there's like this warm up, you do yeah. the workout and then you do your stretching and it's all within 45 minutes. Yep. So now it's- we're offering that, right? So there's right. certain things that as a gym owner, yes, you need to take care of yourself so that you can be the best that you can be to run your business and deliver a great product to your clients, obviously. But it's also so that you can take these life lessons that you're doing and then share them and make them available to your membership database. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you gotta walk the walk, not just talk it and, and kind of walk it. I kind of walk it, right? right. No, no. It's, it's so, so important. I love it. So good. All right. So 
let's talk about the people in your life that have influenced. You mentioned your dad and how he's helped you not only financially, but also with the blueprints. And and that was super awesome. I, I, I love to see that story. But is there anybody else in your personal life or business life that's influenced you to help you make the choices? Because I've always heard if you have the right voices in your life, you'll make the right choices. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So who has an author, some, somebody, I, I know somebody has must have spoken life into your, into your world. Yeah. I mean, I've always prided myself on reading books. You know, I used to try to do one book a month. That's not necessarily true anymore because I've gotten too busy, which is horrible to admit. But leading up to when I owned a 45 or first gained ownership and that time period of my life, I was definitely reading heavily whatever books I could get my hand on. So reading good books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first ones I read that really started to open my eyes. That's a classic. Reading, there was a book called Everybody Lies and it was about business. That was a really good one. Oh, I haven't um, heard of that one. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, there's so many. I could look at my bookshelf right now and just like go down the line because I keep them all. Yeah. But um, reading was a huge, huge asset to me. Uh, Simon Sinek, who's a great author, mm. he's amazing when it comes to business and relating it to bringing it back to yourself, especially as an owner and leadership, big into the leadership stuff. So Jordan- He's great Peter- for leadership. He's so good. I mean, I think what I take yeah. from him, you want to treat your team as family. Yeah. He's got a good principles to share. So he's a great author. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. All of his stuff is great. Um, I really enjoy Jordan Peterson as well. So I'm really big into reading podcasts, all that stuff for sure. Regarding people in my personal life, uh, regarding business, I will say Roy Assad was a business coach of mine. He really helped me navigate, not just at 45, but just all of the different things that I was juggling and how to prioritize and what I shouldn't be thinking about in the future. He was definitely somebody that had a big, big impact on helping with all of the different things going on at once. And then also somebody else I've learned a lot from was Rocco Mangel. He owns Rocco Top, Rocco's Tacos. Oh, yeah. He's a great mentor that really helped. I was taking on another project to open a restaurant and I met him and he kind of took me under his wing and I learned a lot about business and a lot about that industry as well. So those two people in my personal life have definitely helped me regarding being basically a business mentor. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. That's how we kind of met through the restaurant world. So mm-hmm. it's it's funny that that you brought Rocco's Tacos and um, yeah. my brother-in-law knows him as well. And and yeah, I hear great things about him. He's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, he's great. I haven't met him yet. So yeah, no, it's good to hear about that. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And people are so important, right? The people you have around your your life. Can, my, my mom always told me, tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you'll become. And I still hear that from wise people. And I'm like, all right, my mom was, she knew what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really are who you, who you surround yourself with and what you take in, you know, whether it's content, book content or podcast content or stuff you're listening to or whatever. I mean, it's, if you can absorb a, a quarter of that, you know, it's a big deal. A big, huge, huge. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this question might be a, a little hard. And so hopefully we're able to to unwrap a little bit more of who you are. And the question is, 
Is there anything in your life that inhibited you from growing and that you would like take away? If I could just take this piece out, that'd be awesome. Because I know if I would have taken this out, I would have been able to grow much faster and get to where I am now sooner, right? The velocity of things, you know, I say, hey, listen, I think, you know, in the US, we're a wealthy country and I think everybody can make a million dollars in 25 years. Everybody has a capacity to do that. But if you make it in two years or one year, well, that's meaningful. And I'm just taking finances as an example. I mean, obviously fitness things, you can always velocity. So what would you take out from your growth journey? So I don't think I would take out anything. I think that although things might've been harder or Mm -hmm. although things could have been easier if I had done things differently, I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I learned. So I wouldn't change a thing. If I could, you know, magically change anything, I would say, I wish I would have learned what I've learned quicker, which I don't know if that's possible. You know, I wish I would notice hindsight, right? Like I wish I had the lessons and the skills and how I do things now. I wish I did 10, 15 years ago. And I think that I would have been where I am now much sooner. But that's the point of life experience, right? You take your life experience and then you it compounds on it on itself and you utilize that to be better and more efficient moving forward. I mean, that's the whole point. So that's really the best way I can answer that question. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because that is like a catch-22. If I would have taken that piece out, then I would have not been the man or woman that I am now. Right. right? Or I might have not learned that lesson. Right. And then, and then I would have learned it later. No, I want to learn it now. I want to learn it soon. I learn fast, right? right? Fail fast, right? We've heard that before. Fail as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And then later on, go ahead. You're like, you're not yeah. going to fail. There is no failure, right? It's. I think too, something else that plays a big role, obviously, is, you know, age maturity. And, you know, now being the woman that I am now, I'm not afraid to say that I had my father's help or I'm not afraid to say that I struggled in certain areas or afraid to be humble enough to say like, I sucked in this area and I was good here, you know? And when you're younger, at least in my case, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I was embarrassed if my dad had to help me with something or I wanted to be able to do it on my own. I think that plays into ego, right? Right. I think as we get older and more confident in who we are and what we have to offer, we don't really care about the ego side anymore. It doesn't matter. And I think that that has a lot to do with age, maturity, life experience, all kind of tangled into one thing. Right. But, um, you know, now the older I get, the less I care about the little stuff, the older I get, the more confident I am in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So it becomes easier and easier just in that sense. That's awesome. You just, in that little bit right there, you shared so much Mm -hmm. because the ego is the enemy and what replaces the ego is confidence and being humble, humility, and being humble to say, hey, listen, I took my dad's help. And you're able to grab on to the a confidence and build something. And so I, I love that. And you, you continue to build, you continue to grow. And, and I, I know ownership, entrepreneurship, business ownership is one of the vehicles to make us better. And so uh, I really appreciate that. That's that's so cool. Very, very awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I do have, we're not finished yet. This is this is like the, the halftime, not even halftime. It's a little past halftime. We're, we're, I got the fast five questions. And so I'm going to hit you fast and you just respond what comes to mind. 
Hopefully okay. I prepared you through the the questions I had. You'll be able to answer them. I, okay. I do it. This is not a pop quiz without some study material. So I think okay. I think you're good. So here we go. Ready? Ready. Who has been an influential person in your business journey? Roy Asad. Roy Asad, you mentioned. I love it. See? What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? To never make fear-based decisions. Ooh, man. Love it. That's the only question too. Awesome. I love it. We'll go deeper on that one. Love it. What's a book, blog, podcast, or media you've consumed that positively impacted you? Jordan Peterson podcast. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he has, he has his own podcast. That's good. All right. Uh, the Jordan right. Peterson Society. I got to check him out. He's also on Instagram and all YouTube, all the good stuff. And Huberman Labs. It's a really good one too. Nice. Do you have a favorite online tool that you use? My online calendar. Ooh, like Google Calendar? Mm -hmm. That's that's simple. Guys, everybody has that. Let's go. (laughs) Get it. Use it. Right? If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't it's not gonna happen. Yeah, even like eating. I'm serious. Like I put meal times on my calendar. You know, I used to get teased because I put wake up on the calendar. (laughs) No, it's important. It is. Time management is everything. Yeah. And you know, even scheduling your fun time, downtime. 100%. Yeah. All of it. I love it. I even have like a pray. I have it on my calendar sometimes. Just pray. Like that's a little break. All right. Last one. What's one habit or practice that you do that you believe everybody would benefit from? Okay. So I learned this actually kind of from Roy Asad, but I adapted to it and kind of made it my own. Awesome. So I will not go to bed with there being anything. I call it my now folder. Silly, I know. But anything that needs to get done today goes in the now folder. Okay. And anything that needs to get done this week goes in the not now folder. So I will not go to bed until everything that's in my now folder is complete. And then once it is, I can put everything away. I can spend time with my husband, with my family. I don't have to look at my phone for the rest of the evening. You know, it gives me that freedom, but I will not turn things off until that's done. And I do it every night religiously. Now folder, also known as the non-negotiables in your life. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you guys don't have non-negotiables, check, you know, maybe you had them once before and they've kind of like gone away and you're kind of like, oh, what happened? Like check yourself. This is a great time. This is the holiday season. We're leaving 2022. We're going to 2023. And if you don't have non-negotiables going into the new year, grab some because they'll make such a big difference in your life. I love that. That's a great, great uh, principle and practice to have. The last question I have for you it's, it's how we kind of wrap this all up together, right, Liz? And if you can go back in time and share one piece of advice with yourself. So just imagine going back in time to when you're like eight years old, 10 years old. What would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to be honest, even when you're scared and to not care what people think and to not waste time. Mm. Wow. Three nuggets right there. That's wow. Just unloaded on, on little Liz right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Not caring what other people say. No, that, that's so good. Liz, 
Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your wisdom, your the people that have influenced you. Now you get to influence others. And so I, I really wish you the, the best in your journey and where you're going from here. So thanks I so much, Liz. It. Of course. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, that was great to have Liz on the show. I'm glad we got to chat with her and see how she started with F45 Corporate and how it helped her later to launch her own F45 location. Did you guys know that? I mean, that's that's huge. I appreciate how Liz prioritizes her clients' needs by incorporating nutrition and stretching into her workouts. It shows us that even an international brand like F45 has room for improvement. And so she also reminds us to focus on enhancing our clients' experience as a gym owner or any business owner at that map. She also reminds us to focus on enhancing our clients' experience as a gym owner or any business owner. I would love to hear what stood out for you guys. And so go ahead, drop me a comment on Instagram. You can find me at Esco. I'd be super grateful to hear from you. And also, if you still need to do so and you thought about someone while listening, go ahead and share this podcast with them. I want to thank you again for your time and attention and listening to our show. Remember to follow, subscribe if you still need to do so. Our next episode is will be with Dan Ritchie. So looking forward to seeing you then and I'll see you in the growth zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.